And welcome to Real Talk Sports with Rico. I will be your host today. Um, we just want to go ahead and quickly thank Anchor, our platform, for going ahead and uh, giving us a platform here to host on. And uh, go ahead and thank any sponsors and any audience out there that has actually uh, been a part of our show experience here. So uh, without further ado, we're just kind of jumping into the show. Um, I know, you know, yesterday we kind of did a loose show uh, in the sense we're just kind of going through some sports topics um, as they've shown up here. Um, as headlines in the major news and just kind of talking on them. Um, so the first thing, you know, that I definitely want to talk about is essentially what Adam Silver um, has basically said. Um, and this is be an article here via Yahoo, um, essentially saying that the NBA is essentially looking at every outlet possible to go ahead and, and start up the league again. And then also to, you know, I found it interesting that in this article, it also states that, you know, the NBA revenue is at zero. Um, so two things, really. You know, the first thing that I that I found interesting is the fact that, you know, the NBA is, is actually exploring options to um, to, to continue on. Um, you know, I think we, we talked about it yesterday and I thought that, you know, right now I, I didn't see really any chance that this NBA season could be salvaged. Um, you know, I think it's interesting that they're looking at possibly doing a location in uh, Las Vegas. I think it is um, also too interesting, too, that they're thinking about doing it in the Disney complex out in, in Florida, uh, which is a beautiful complex, too. I've, I've had the chance to be out there. But, you know, I just I, I wonder if the, the the league is already at the, the the zero revenue standpoint, you know, I guess, it, well, that would be interesting because if they were to start up, I wonder how much the NBA would really generate with televised games, with no fans, and then also too with a, a shortened season. Or not shortened season, but the travel expenses and all that stuff like that. So, you know, then the question becomes, okay, if you're already in a situation where you're you're not necessarily paying players, you know, at the right the right amount, um, you know, however that's dispersed and stuff like that, and that's something that you have to take a look at the NBA CBA agreement, how that works, but. You know, I'm curious to see, okay, so yes, you still have to pay the players. You still have to get players in and out of the arena. You still have to test. Um, and, you know, then also, too, I guess you still you still have to work it out from the television standpoint, too, as well, um, because that's one thing that, you know, does have to play into the fact of the of any league, really, when you think about it. And these are things that, like, your average fan probably doesn't think about, you know, from a revenue share, do you rework those deals? You know, do you rework something with, you know, um, CBS or not CBS, but, you know, all the major outlets? Because then you think about it, too. It's like, all right, if they're playing in one location, then what about like the regional coverage that, say, a team usually has? Um, you know, regional coverage basically means that, and you've seen it before, you know, if you're in a market, you usually are able to turn to a certain channel 
and then you're able to see that team. Um, granted that it's not, you know, blacked out in the area or whatever the case may be, but, you know, how does it affect that too? So I just think that, you know, when, you, when you're trying to go and restart this thing, I think that they have so many questions to answer. And I think that there's so many hurdles to kind of jump over to kind of get this thing jump started. You know, I just kind of wonder if it is going to be a good idea to just go with it or just kind of to salvage it. And to me, you know, based off what they're saying here initially in this article, I mean, there's some optimism, but I just kind of think that it's one of those situations where you might want to, again, I, I think it would take, you know, more planning to get this thing going and I think it's a situation that maybe you know with the NBA it might be best to to just kind of sit back and you know kind of kind of wait it out <laughs> you know I just don't see it possibly starting up again but again you know I, I want to stay optimistic about it especially being an NBA fan um, you know I certainly think that it would be interesting to see um, you know I definitely would love to see um, the NBA get back and going. But then the question to me is, you know, what type of product would you see on the court too as well? Because, you know, keep in mind, you know, in the NBA, you're in such great shape. Um, you know, the back-to-backs, the, the, the travel back across and forth. And, you know, between that, players are practicing, they're still lifting, um, and then there's a ton of work that those guys put into the offseason. And, and basically, for the most part, they generally don't put down a basketball for the most part, <laughs> you know, to perform at that level. So, you know, now it, it kind of, to me, it reminds me a little bit of what the lockout was back in like a, a 97, 98 situation. I know, you know, granted, the NBA hasn't been off that long, but you really have to question, okay what the players have been doing you know it's not like they're checking into the facilities you know and if they are checking into facilities they're not doing organized workouts you know and you know you don't know you know from what players have access to to, to certain trainers or certain facilities um you know i know you can say well hey they make a ton of money you know they can have gyms into their um, house and stuff like that. That's that's possible, but you know some players don't have that. So, you know that, that's another thing too. You know if the if the product itself is not as good, you know that can hurt you as well. So I just think that there's so many different aspects, man, that kind of play into that. And uh, you know it's just a tough situation. It's really a tough situation right now. Um, but definitely wish it well. Um, definitely you know wish for the better. Um, but we'll see. It's a wait and see kind of thing. So the next topic that I want to talk about here is uh, jumping into uh, the Giannis uh, possible trade to the Warriors if it has a chance, if the Bucks don't win a title. Um, I talked about it a little bit yesterday. Um, you know, I really think that this is something that is very, very possible. Um, you know, I think just looking at it from the, the outside looking in, when you look at what Golden State has as far as the draft picks are concerned, I mean, essentially, anybody that's willing to trade with Golden State is going to put themselves in a situation where I kind of think of like a Boston Celtics team. Um, you know, there's no secret how Boston is as good as it is. 
after Kevin Garnett, after Paul Pierce, after Rajon Rondo. I mean, they even leveraged Doc Rivers. They traded Doc Rivers away for draft picks. I mean, how smart was Danny Ainge there? So clearly there is a science to actually going out and if you are giving up a star player, right? If you are going to give up a star player, you certainly don't want a star player to just walk on you and you don't get anything back. You know, star players that leave, like, for instance, like, look, just think if that would have been in a play for uh, the Orlando Magic back in the day when they had Shaquille O'Neal. When Shaquille O'Neal just outright left to the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, Orlando didn't have anything. You know, they didn't have anything to leverage. They didn't get any picks back. They didn't get anything. Now, granted, the league didn't operate the way it did now. You know, I think this is something that is painful as it as it seems for like a Milwaukee Bucks fan. I think it is something that they have to explore because there is a chance that Giannis would possibly say to you that, you know what? We haven't conquered the East. LeBron James has, has left. Boston has been up and down. You know, the year that Boston was supposed to win, you know, they didn't win. When they had Kyrie over there, that didn't happen. You know, you're looking at a Philadelphia 76ers team that has down spiraled. You know, it is a team that essentially we thought that it was going to be a lot better than what it is. But, you know, you're, you're looking at a Joe Embiid who is now essentially he was he was rising to be a top center in this league. But now you see the injury troubles kind of plague him much like what it was when he came out of Kansas. You know, he lost a couple seasons due to the foot. Now he's struggling with the knee. You look at uh, Ben Simmons for the first time in his career, really. You know, he was out, you know, before the NBA kind of shut down and everything like that. But, you know, keep in mind, Ben Simmons had already broken his foot. And so now, you know, Ben Simmons to me, he hasn't gotten to the point where he's improved as a jump shooter, so he hasn't gotten better there. Defenses can still collapse and force him to shoot jump shots. And you look at what the Philadelphia 76ers did and kind of leveraging a little bit of the franchise to get Jimmy Butler over there, and they lost guys. You know, they, they lost guys that were key guys. And so this is the time like I said and it's a tough time with the NBA and, and what has happened because I'm like I, I clearly think if Giannis does not win a championship this year I think he would seriously have to think about possibly pairing up with with Klay Thompson with a Steph Curry with a Draymond Green and possibly making a run I mean because to me Giannis has, has is actually He's been a guy that, you know, he hasn't really expressed the fact that he's wanted to actually go out and play with another superstar. You know, a lot of the guys he plays with, they're solid. You know, it's a solid team. But can you imagine if Giannis had an Anthony Davis to play with or what Giannis would look like if he were playing with, you know, a LeBron James or something like that? And and I mean, if you're a Golden State fan, just think about it. If Giannis were to go over to Golden State, how scary that team would be. I mean, Giannis, essentially, they already play small ball as it is. I mean, you basically can slide Giannis over into the four 
um, and, and maybe rotating with Draymond in the five spot. But the amount of shooting that 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 he has around him, you're gonna have to pick your poison because if Giannis is coming at you full speed with that gallop and he's getting to the basket, you are going to have to make a decision. So if you collapse on a Giannis, that is simply going to open it up for the shooters that you know Steph and Clay, obviously, and then who knows what else you know Golden State would be able to get. Um, you know, I know that they would leverage the draft picks essentially to get him, but you know that there's going to be some mid-level guys that also too would want to come over and play. And so, you know, I, I just think that this is a situation where I really, really see it happening. You know, I, I know it's, it's, it's just kind of chit-chat right now, but I do see that there is a possibility, a real possibility that this does happen. And I think that, you know, Milwaukee is in a situation too where it would suck, but I think that it would maybe it would give them something to where they're not going to fall off, you know, because you still have a guy like Chris Middleton over there, you still have a ton of shooters over there, um, you know, you still have Coach Boozenheyer over there, um, who's done it before with Atlanta, and he knows how to to put rosters together in which they can shoot the basketball, and that's what the NBA is about right now anyway you know it's an up and down game where you want to be able to shoot the ball um and that's that's what wins games you know it's not something where people necessarily go in and and hammer inside anymore so um you know I think that's very interesting very very interesting and I think it's a win-win situation so um that's just my thoughts on that so next up you know going over to my Chicago Bulls and so you know I love my Chicago Bulls. I love my Redskins. And it has been an absolute disappointment as usual. You know, I look at this roster and I say to myself, like, first of all, I want to say when they traded Jimmy Butler away and they got um, they got Zach Levine over there. Um, and then, you know, they also got Chris Dunn over there. Um and then they got Laurel Macon. I think that clearly what you're seeing is that was the right decision, considering that Jimmy Butler has bounced around, you know, to three teams since then. You know, he went from Minnesota um, down to Philly and now over to Miami. And take nothing away from Jimmy Butler. He's a hell of a player. You know, I think he's definitely going to go down as, as one of the best to me, you know, to play, I definitely think he made his mark, you know, considering that he was what, 20, the 21st pick in the draft or something like that, something like that. But anyway, I mean, he's definitely played his way into being a legit star in this league. But, you know, I look at the Bulls and I look at what they put together with the roster. And I just think that it's something that it could be a lot better. You know, it could be certainly a lot better. And I look at some of the moves that they've, they've, they've done, you know, Right now, I'm looking at a picture of Spencer DeWitty. People don't even understand that the Bulls had Spencer DeWitty on the roster and cut him. I mean, it's moves like that that's like a head-scratcher. And you look at Spencer DeWitty now and what he's doing with the Nets. Every time I see him blow up for the Nets, I'm kind of thinking, like, why is he not in a Chicago Bulls jersey still? I mean, literally, the Bulls got him at a discounted rate from Detroit and didn't keep him. 
you know, and I think the irony of that is they, they cut him and the person that they cut him for is not even on the roster anymore, not even on the roster anymore. And so, you know, I look at the Bulls now. I mean, they're finally making a move here where they're looking at a different GM. Um, you know, I like Michael Finley. You know, I know they're talking about a Michael Finley. Michael Finley was a terrific player for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, you know, I know he is from Chicago and everything like that. But I'm not really a fan of firing a guy like um, Scotty Pittman as an advisor. You know, these are guys that, to me... To me, I think like when you look at teams, usually they have a certain culture about them. And, you know, Scottie Pippen, to me, he, he's part of that winning culture. You know, I think it's a guy that you just don't let go. You know, he's a great basketball mind. And, you know, Scottie's at most of the basket. He's at most of the games that I've seen, you know, courts and courtside and stuff like that. So, you know, to get rid of guys who have been basically a part of the family um, who definitely know you know, what it takes to play there, um, and especially play in that city. I just think, like, I'm not sure where the Bulls are going with their their direction at this point in time. I mean, just kind of looking at some of the statistics, man, I mean, they're 24th in the league in field goal percentage. They're 23rd in the three-point percentage, which is huge because that's what we've come down to in this league. 24th in points scored. And then as far as the total rebounds, they're 28th in this league. And that's tough, man, considering that, you know, one of their picks here, Daniel uh, Garford coming out of Arkansas, you know, he was supposed to be one of those guys that he was he was essentially supposed to be like um, my main man that they just traded to. I can't even think of him now. He's playing for the Knicks. I have to go back and check the books. But I'm like, we're getting guys in here. And Bobby Portis, by the way, Bobby Portis. So it's like we're getting guys and they're just it's just not good fits man like you know another guy here that i had a high anticipation for is chandler hudson hutchinson excuse me you know i thought chandler hutchinson was supposed to be the next kind of jimmy butler he hasn't really played that much um you know i'm still trying to 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 figure out you know why we have you know a guy on the roster here where we paid a lot of money for that's not not doing too much for us. I mean, we still ate the big contract here for Otto Porter Jr., right? Um, you know, I like the Sanaraski. I like the signing of that, you know, but then you look at the fact that, and I get it, you bring in a guy like Cody White, who, who, who has played spectacular, who's played spectacular and looks like he will be in all he, he's going to be the future he's definitely going to be a future piece but you have a lot of guys that play the same position you know and I get that you have a guy like Thaddeus Young on the roster for some veteran leadership but as much as I love him like Denzel Valentine I, I was high on this kid coming out of Michigan State um, a hell of a player you know he was pretty much a versatile player and I know this is year three but it's like I'm not seeing a whole bunch of growth, man, on the roster. So, and you know, now, you know, even looking at reports that, you know, Laurel Marketing is is possibly wanting to go. I mean, so stuff like that, it, it just makes you wonder as a Bulls fan, you know, what what is the direction here? You know, where are the Bulls going? And, you know, is it is it more than just what you're seeing from a GM standpoint? 
you know, I've always said that, yeah, it does start from the top and trickle down to the bottom. But I just think that there's so many leaks <laughs> in the boat here. And I mean, I just kind of think that not only do they need to clean house there from a management standpoint, but I think that they really seriously need to think about cleaning house from a roster standpoint, you know, because there's just so many players that actually kind of do the same thing. And it's like at some point, if Chicago is willing to get back to the Chicago brand of basketball that they were at, you know, certainly in the Tom Thibodeau days and even in the Vinny Del Negro days, you know, Vinny Del Negro essentially was part of the Young Bulls movement. You know, when Derrick Rose was a young pup, um, you know, Lou Aldang and those guys were over there. You got to get a certain course of direction. And the one thing the Bulls were, were really good at was defending. And none of the guys on the roster are really good individual on-ball defenders other than a guy like Chris Dunn, who probably is not going to be on the roster. I mean, because you've already got a guy, you already have two other guys that play the same position. So where 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 does he fit in? So again, man, just a ton, a ton of questions, man, in this division too. And it's really, to be honest with you, the Bulls are in a division where it's really gotten wicker. I mean, because you don't have a guy like LeBron anymore. Detroit is certainly struggling. Indiana, I get it. You know what I mean? Indiana is going to be good for some time, especially since they have Oladipo. But Milwaukee may be on its way out or they may be giving up some ground because Giannis and that question mark. And so if the Bulls are going to make a move in a certain direction, it is seriously, seriously going to have to be this offseason. You know, I just think that they're going to have to clean some house, you know, from numerous positions. And so... That's kind of my stake right there with the Bulls, and that's kind of my beef. You know, I hope that they do go ahead and hire a guy maybe like Michael Finley out there. Um, I can't think of anybody else that I would kind of think from a GM standpoint that could kind of step in and kind of give you something. Um, obviously, I would want to bring a guy like an MJ or somebody back like that, but, you know, that's not possible, especially since he's over there sitting on Charlotte. But, um you know, that's, that's kind of my thing there. That's kind of my thing there. And that's that's kind of what I'm going to leave that with, with the Bulls and their whole situation. No, other than that, man, um, I think that's kind of just pretty much a wrap for the show for the most part, man. I think that, again, we're just in a tough time right now, especially with the fact that, um, you know, it's not a whole bunch of sports and things going on. So, you know, I'm just saying if you're a sports fan out there, my advice, you know, definitely go ahead and hit that YouTube up. Um, definitely take a look at those old NFL games, old MLB games. And that's one thing I haven't really seen, too. I haven't seen a whole bunch of uh, advertisements for, like, old uh, Major League Baseball games and stuff like that, man. So really just an unfortunate, bizarre time, man. And I definitely, definitely hope that, um, you know, at some point, man, we're able to kind of turn the corner and kind of get back to... Um, you know, having the sports world back and stuff like that. But, you know, just basically based off what, you know, Adam Silver was saying in that article, I think it's interesting to me because you see just, I mean, and how quickly, how quickly, you know, the league was generating all this revenue and it's just down to zero. I mean, that's just so, that's amazing, you know, how quickly it can kind of shift like that. So, 
you know, with that being said, you know, this is Real Talk Sports with Rico. Again, man, I appreciate anybody out there listening. We'll be back for another show out there. Um, possibly talking about that next uh, that documentary that's coming up here about my Bulls, that last dance and that 97 run. But also, too, we do have the uh, NFL draft coming up, too. So that's going to be interesting as well. So, again, I just want to thank everybody out there. We'll be back here for our next show. Take care.